episode 14. I don't have any number fun things for this one. I tried looking up how many Zelda games there were. There were more than 14. Yeah, so that completely, <laughs> completely shot that out of the window. Uh, hello, this is Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA episode number 14. I'm Jared and Lady M, of course, on the other side of the internet. Hello. And we're here to have, you know, conversations about video games, anime, and manga. And then today, especially, going to continue that console trend that we started last week by briefly talking about a console and then basically talking about one video game for the rest of the show. Yep. We're going to talk about the recent in- recently released, if I can speak English, Nintendo Switch, and of course, the one game that everyone's basically playing on it, 1-2-Switch. <laughs> Of course, we mean uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Actually, though, did you see the picture that uh, Nintendo posted today of Miyamoto wearing like a ridiculous cowboy hat asking people to play 1-2-Switch? He's like, please, play 1-2-Switch. And he didn't even, he's not involved with it, so I don't know why they're like, I don't know, Miyamoto's kind of like their, um... Their mascot? He is kind of like he—he's there, like weekend at Bernie's. Like he's not dead, clearly, but they just kind of like towed him around and like, look what he can do. <laughs> it's like he hasn't actually done anything since like Nintendogs. Probably. I mean, they basically just towed him out for like interviews, and it's like, hey, it's that guy you know. Right, right. Like he's the only guy that most people know about Nintendo. Like if if, if it's not Miyamoto, then they they possibly know Iwata, but. Oh, they know Reggie, but Reggie's not like actually development. Right, right. I was I was listening to something about the Switch and like they were talking about how like, you know, the Switch doesn't have achievements or anything like that. And they were thinking how that might harken back to like a Miyamoto quote where he said like achievements and that stuff was stupid. So like <laughs> they can never make like achievements or anything on Nintendo's t- hardware because he said that's stupid. So uh, well, um at least you know, one cool thing about this is that they've they've put a lot of fresh faces on the the switch and the development side, and I do think that's a positive thing, even if there is some kind of like antiquated, uh, old school Nintendo thinking in there still. You could say they switched it up. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean they added free friend codes back in. I mean, obviously. That classic Nintendo styling is right in there. <laughs> I don't hate friend cones as much as like 98% of the population. Um, I do think that it would be easier for me to be like, hey, my my ID is this, and you can add me. Partially yeah. because my ID is the same for everything except for the Xbox. It's different on that. But <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. Like The one thing I don't like about this, like, because... Even if you add someone with friend code, it just comes up with, like, their non-unique ID. And it yeah. doesn't even show up, like, their friend code if, like, you get a request from someone. So that's kind of bad mm. in terms of, like... I mean, for probably, it's probably not bad for most people, but, you know, if you just get some random request from Joe, who has <laughs> who has Link as his avatar, it's like, who is this guy? Why would I... How do I know this person? Yeah. But I did kind of like how they integrate all that stuff with, like, the mobile apps as well. So, like, if you have friends on there, you can kind of add people that way. But even then, like, most of the people have added on, like, Nintendo mobile games are just, like, people I don't know. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, 
that's one thing that I've had a positive experience with, I guess, is um, I have two friends on my Nintendo Switch right now, one of them being you. Hello. Um, hi. <laughs> I have a friend. And um, <laughs> the other one is my friend D-Pad. And um, we we added each other through Fire Emblem, so. Yeah. I was I was kind of surprised that was in there because I, I know they had, um, or at least in the, the thing at the bottom on launch day, is like, no, you'll add be able to add friends from Mitomo and Super Mario Run, and it didn't mention Fire Emblem. But then, like I saw today, someone from Fire Emblem was on there. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense that they would add that, but maybe they just didn't have it clarified, you know, for launch or something. I don't know. But it's cool that, that all that stuff's kind of integrated as well. Can we talk about the worst thing about the Nintendo Switch? What do you consider the worst thing about the Nintendo Switch? There's no eShop music. Yes, that is a tragedy. Actually, so. I'm going to throw it back to the system before this, the Wii U. Um, woohoo, going far back. Uh, so far. I got so excited when Twilight Princess came out for the Wii U because they put the Malomart theme as the eShop theme. And if you don't know the Malomart theme, you need to go look it up because it's ridiculous and amazing. And I just like hung out in the eShop constantly because I was dancing to the Malomart theme. Um, they, do, they do that occasionally as well, like just change up the eShop theme. I remember like the one time they, they switched up the 3DS eShop theme. I was like, oh, this is a jam. And like, I was just like, <laughs> leave the leave the 3DS open just to have that music going. Like, man. It is a tragedy. Um, the death of the eShop theme is, is, is quite sad. Let us have a moment of silence. And we're good. <laughs> it's just like, how do you screw that up? Like, the Wii had that banger of a eShop tune. Uh, yeah. 3DS has had great tunes in there. Wii U, you know, good eShop music, but silence. You know, yeah. Silence speaks volumes at some points. Well, I think maybe, um, this is going to sound strange, but I think maybe their perspective is that they're trying to do like more of a, um, I don't want to say streamlined experience, but it, it's supposed to be more of a, like, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but it's a different kind of system than the right. previous systems that they've been dealing with. So I, I guess maybe what I'm thinking they're doing is trying to go with like something that differentiates. Uh, but I'm not sure that Nick saying the music was a good thing to differentiate. <laughs> that doesn't really differentiate you from anyone else. Cause everyone else has quiet, ass, you know, yeah. shop music. Maybe it's just, you know, them. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you justify that. Hmm. Um, I, I really don't. And I mean, if it was something to the effect of like, oh, hey, we don't we don't have the time to compose something new. Like, just use one of the ones you've already used. Like, I wouldn't mind if you recycled one of the eShop themes like they're good. Right. Uh, you don't need a new theme. And I think like the eShop as well just kind of feels real bare bones at the moment. Like, I don't know if like they're eventually going to expand it. I mean, they probably will when like virtual console and stuff that comes out. But like, it's literally just like new releases coming soon and then redeem code and search. Like it's yeah. as bare bones as you can possibly have it. And I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I was like, I was hoping for like better options when I, you know, first started up and I was like, there's really, I mean, there's really, obviously, there's not much out right now on launch. Right. There's like nine games on the U.S. store and then a handful of others in other regions. But, it just yeah, it just seemed real bare bones when I opened that up for, for, for the first time. And it was just like, oh, there's only like a couple options here. 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I did is redeem my uh, DLC expansion pass um, for Breath of the Wild. And so I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the shop, but again, there's not a whole lot for me to do in the shop at this point other than just put in my code. Right. Uh, it, it, I will say, though, that given that the system is region-free, that they, you know, they tout that at the January press conference, yep. super, super easy to get an account on, on, your, on your Switch and have it be for another region. Because literally, it's, it's so much more easy than like setting up a PSN Japanese account. Because all you do is make a new My Nintendo account, and mm-hmm. all you have to do is just put like, "What country are you from?" And that's it. You don't have to like have an address or anything like that. So you just set it to Japan, link that to your Switch, to, like make another user on your Switch and link your My Nintendo account to that. And there you go. You're automatic. You're just like you click the eShop button and you switch to the other user. Japanese eShop's right there. That's amazing. Simple. It is super amazing. Uh, the one bummer, I think, though, is that there was kind of rumblings that the Japanese eShop would be able to accept American cards. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the case for some, but it's not like an, an all-cases type thing. So you still have to go to various internet retailers and buy you know Japanese eShop points, but mm. it's not that hard to go find those, really. So not right. the worst thing. Well, and again, like, if the process is that much easier than, you know... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is the end of the world that... I mean, you, can go on... you have to go buy Japanese points. Right. I mean, you can go on the Japanese eShop right now and buy, you know, one of the hottest launch games on there, the King of Fighters 98. <laughs> Which, man, let me tell you, they stripped out the lyrics in the opening music video for the King of Fighters 98, and I'm real bummed about that. <laughs> Oh, no. It's such a bummer. Though there's, like, cursing at the very opening parts of it, so maybe that was why? Because, like, they say f***ing sh** in, like, the opening, like, lines of, the, <laughs> of like, the weird rap thing for the King of Fighters 98. So maybe that's why they cut that part out, but still, it's a bummer. But And also, kind of playing a fighting game on that D-pad is not the best, but, you know, you manage. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that that d-pad would be really really good for for fighting games and okay so 98 is terry bogart in that yeah good all right who else did you think i play as i mean that would be my only choice is terry bogart because literally one of my favorite things is whenever somebody um asks me if i'm okay like you know, especially if you're like in a weird emotional space and someone's like are you okay he's like must I Woof. it's great nobody knows what you're talking about uh it is and- it's of course classic terry bogart as well so he has the hat on it's not like uh mark oh, of the good. wolves terry where he's like has a jacket and no hat and it's like who are who you? are you yeah i mean that's how i make friends is is awkwardly quote <laughs> terry bogart as you should, man. No, no joke on nothing. I have looked up countless times to go buy a Fatal Fury hat on eBay. Have you really? Yeah. I pretty regularly, and I, I will fully admit this, pretty regularly go on YouTube and just watch compilations of Buster Wolf. There, there's that one compilation that is just that, and it's fantastic. It's like 10 minutes of Buster Wolf, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, but I mean, as for the system itself, I'm actually pretty impressed. 
Yeah, uh, I like the home screen setup. It's very reminiscent to the PS4, which I think is a perfectly fine you know home screen setup. So it's mm-hmm. just like all your icons are just there, and then they go through, and then. I think eventually when you fill that thing up, there's like a there's like oh here's all of your stuff, and then it pops you to another menu that just fills you up with uh, all the games you have. So that's simple. And then there's just like little icons on the bottom, like you know, news, uh, your your screenshots you've taken, the eShop, and then like settings and all that stuff. So sleep, your sleep mode, your sleep mode. It's all very slick. Uh, and then the sound effects as well, and that are pretty good yeah <laughs> it actually makes the, the switchy sounds it does it only does it though if you're you have the tablet out of the dock and then you mm-hmm. switch the joy cons on and it goes the which i just did a horrible snap sound but it makes the, the switch sound which i was like i did it the first time and i was like oh it did the sound <laughs> i got so excited like i legitimately was so excited about it which that's just fantastic it is and then, like, I don't, the, the Joy-Cons feel all right. I was kind of worried that the playing it with the grip, that it would be kind of narrow. But, like, I didn't really have any problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tiny hands. So, um, so yeah. As, usually my problem is that controllers feel too big. And these and ones so, are not big. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. Um, in terms of having the Joy-Cons, like, separated um, from anything, they feel nice. They feel really really cool um you know i can't really say a whole lot in terms of like full motion like there's some motion stuff in breath of the wild that that i have some experience with but uh i haven't played anything like one two switch but um so i can't say much on that but in the grip it feels great and i've also played it as portable yeah and uh man that's also really really awesome yeah it feels fine on that like i think for me though I was playing it in bed and my left arm was go- would go asleep. <laughs> so that was kind of a weird thing and it happened like twice when I was playing it. But it, it felt perfectly fine just playing it in handheld mode as well. So, Well, and it looked perfectly fine too. Um, I, I'm, I know that I had a few concerns um, at the beginning of like how it would look on the screen, on the tiny screen versus the actual TV. Right. But no, playing it, it, lo- it looks fine. And even something as like expansive and ridiculous as Breath of the Wild is still fantastic. Which, which supposedly it. It, like it runs better in handheld mode. Huh. Like I think some of the uh, the frame rate issues are kind of alleviated when you play it off of the off the dock. So that's kind of strange. But you know. Yeah. Well, um, Nintendo and their quirks. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you done anything with it in like the tabletop mode where you kick no. that real bad kickstand out? Um, I haven't even looked at the kickstand. I'll be completely it's, honest with you. It's not great. Uh, I I dabbled a little bit with that last night, and played played some of it with the with the grip in tabletop mode while I was like eating dinner, and it it was perfectly fine. It was just basically how you'd expect it to to run. So that's good, though. I mean, it's good to know. Um, there are lots of ways to play this, which I do like. Um, even though I'll be honest with you, I pretty much do nothing with my life so i'm either at school slash work or i'm at home at the apartment so um you know it's pretty much me gonna gonna be playing it on the tv is how how it's gonna roll Um, but but you have options like if you you want to like lay in bed and play it you can totally do that if you want to get up and play it on the tv you could just do that too so and i love that i love that a whole lot and like this weekend i'm going down to to see my parents and I'm taking it with me, um, which is freaking rad. Like, yeah. 
I can take the whole dang system with me and just play it as I'm like in bed at my parents' house. So like, heck yeah. Like all you need to do is bring the charge cable and that's it. Yep. Like you don't have to fiddle with the dock and HDMI cable, all that sort of stuff. It's just like, I got this, I got the charge cable, I'm good to go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't think there's really much else we need to to talk about. There has been some like issues being reported, like um, like some of the the you know launch day systems are kind of busted in some ways, but that could be just from user error or just bad shipments. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people are making issues about dead pixels, but everything with the screen is going to have dead pixels. That's kind of expected at this point. And right. also, I guess like some people are reporting that the dock itself is scratching the screen. Oh, really? Yeah. So there are multiple reports of that. Because uh, I guess, like, there isn't really much, like, in terms of protection when you kind of slide that thing in, which is kind mm-hmm. of a bummer. And also, like, the screen itself is, like, a plastic. It's not glass. Ah. Uh. So there's probably that, too. Uh, so I guess if you're really concerned about that, you know, get a screen protector. That would be, like, the the big thing to do. Good to know. I should probably do that tomorrow. <laughs> but other than that, like, it's, you know... I've had some Wi-Fi issues. I think like kind of the Wi-Fi card in that thing probably isn't great, so that's kind of a bummer. I did buy a USB to Ethernet uh, adapter from Amazon today just to alleviate that when like Splatoon comes out. So it's not like being like I don't you don't have internet. What are you doing? I don't know what you're doing. So that'll alleviate that problem. But yeah, like the it seems good for what it was. Like I'm kind of pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, don't put the carts in your mouth, though. Don't put the carts. <laughs> don't put the carts in your mouth. Um. Oh, and I put in um, uh, an SD card, and that process was really easy. So. Yeah. Um, alleviate your fears on that. And I know there was a lot of talk before launch about um the left Joy-Con dropping, but I didn't have any issues with that. So. It seems to be like just you know. For different people, it's going to not have any issues. For other people, it'll have a huge ton of issues. Of course, that could just be from, you know, how many different wireless signals are in your apartment or house or whatever. Or if you're, like, intentionally trying to make the thing happen. I would assume eventually they're going to have to come out with, like, a revision with how many people have had that issue of, like, the left Joy-Con. So, like, maybe they'll do, like, a replacement-type plan or something. Because apparently, like, there's, like, uh, people have, like, taken the thing apart already and... There's like an antenna in there for like the wi- the wireless signal and all that stuff, and like people have like added a second one in there, and it totally just like fixes all the problems. Ah. So they'll probably have to do something like that. And I was gonna say got... something else, but I completely blanked on it. it. The neon looks amazing, by the way. I'm very jealous of you. I just got my my gray my gray boys. <laughs> uh, I really really like the blue color that they used. Um, so. There's that. Does that does look very sharp? Yeah, it, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Um, and I do like that it it's like got built in like avatars that you can pick. Yeah. Uh, so at least you didn't have to like pay for you know I want to be this character and I want to be True. this character. Um, so I am currently Breath of the Wild Zelda and I love every second of it. I'm Wind Waker Zelda. Heck yeah! Because there wasn't a Tetra option, so went with the second best thing I could do. Also, right. a good thing about that is like it's not forcing you to make a me, even though right. there is there is the option to do that. That is still in the in the Switch, but it's like very hidden in the system settings. I, I really thought they were gonna kill the me's, but it still exists. I saw the option. 
it's it's basically the same as them saying the 3ds is still a viable option for developers to make on yeah it's like, hey guys the, the 3ds is still alive right yeah totally don't worry me's me's as well totally gonna use those in all your favorite video games <laughs> yeah because yeah, they would have to for like uh mario kart and everything since yeah. the me is character and because i you know that's just basically a port of the wii u version so that would right. make sense but i wouldn't be surprised if like you know there really isn't many games that support me's at all past yeah. this i doubt it let's talk about zelda all right let's do it let's before we before we get into any like spoilers because we're going to talk deep about some spoilers on this so we'll give you a fair warning before we do that let's give some brief general impressions and then we'll just dive into spoilers okay. so at least so at least people who don't want to get spoiled can get like some idea of what this game is what we think yeah all right all right is this the best zelda game It's gonna hit you with the hard question right off the bat. Right? You didn't even warn me. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm a person with very strong feelings about Zelda games. I have very strong opinions. Um, I've played every single one except for the CDI because we don't talk about the CDI games. <laughs> um, I literally have a tattoo of link um my my bedroom has one two three zelda posters there's more in my living room i have a master sword on my wall i have two link statues i have a 14 inch link in my kitchen where you keep Um, your links where you keep your links um so uh to say that i like the legend of zelda is kind of an understatement to this point, which I guess we should I, preface, we are we are basically right coming off of beating this game. Like I beat it yesterday, you beat it literally hours ago. So right, hours ago. This could change. Like your your opinion could change. Like the further we get away from this, but I just want to um, get your general impression. Like right after. Okay, so so up until this point, I've pretty much argued that Link to the Past was the best Zelda game. Yeah. Um. After that, I've argued closely for wind waker which upsets people because they're like what about ocarina I'm like okay take ocarina and look at wind waker and see that they did everything ocarina did but better <laughs> <laughs> um uh, opinions uh, majora's mask was also better than ocarina fight me um <laughs> i have strong opinions after coming off this like Literally just finished this, what, at like 6 or 7 o'clock? Yeah. And it's now almost 10? Yeah. Um, I would say yes. Wow. I feel like this is probably the best Zelda game. It's It did a lot different, but it did a lot that also feels familiar. Um, and I feel that... It got away from some tropes that were kind of getting old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel that it it tried to innovate while at the same time, um, you know, I've heard people say that this is kind of like a, a, a recreation of the original idea of the first Zelda game. And I can definitely see that. Right. 
but it, it if we're thinking of it in like Pokemon terms, like this is kind of the final evolution of of this, which I don't want to say that definitively because clearly there's going to be more Zelda games. Um, but at this point, it did a lot right. I was kind of thinking, like, going off of what you just said, though, that, like, I know this obviously isn't going to happen, but, like, if this was the last Zelda game, like, I would kind of be okay with that, with just how this game went. Right. It would be a really good send-off for the series if it was the very last one for whatever reason. Um, It, it won't be. Of course not. <laughs> um, But if it were... I'd be okay with that being the ending. It it has some strange issues with like difficulty spikes at points, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about more when we get into the spoilery section. But uh, in generalities, um, you know, you'll run around and you know everything's fine, and then you just get like one hit KO'd by some like random mob. You're like, what the heck did you come from? What's <laughs> happening? And um, you know, it's kind of strange to see Link like get punched by a moblin and then like fall off a mountain. <laughs> just ragdoll. Just ragdoll rolls. <laughs> You're like, oh buddy, I'm I'm sorry for that. Um. But I did like the fact that it, like I said, it keeps a lot of stuff that is good and works with Zelda games. But it adds in things that are new and different and innovative um, for the series. Not necessarily innovative, like for gaming as a whole, because like a lot of this is not new. Per it, se. it definitely does seem like they've kind of studied like the last, you know, from like 2010 on to now, of like you know what's worked in video games like what are the trends that are like that people are enjoying and liking and how can we fit that into zelda itself right um and i appreciate that in the sense that it's trying to to do something different um for the series but it's trying to do something different that people will like Mm -hmm. um i'm looking at you nomura (laughs) Hashtag dunk uh, on Nomura. You know what? I, I should dunk on him 24-7 because I hate that guy. But, you know, it, it's it's keeping the same feeling of it and adding in things that are good. Um, and, and they are listening to people. Um, because I know a lot of people gave them a lot of crap after Skyward Sword, which, again, I will disagree with. I like Skyward Sword quite a bit. Um... But, but you would say this this isn't a Skyward Sword. It is not Skyward Sword. It's a hundred percent not Skyward Sword. If you dislike Skyward Sword, then you'll probably be fine with this one. But, um, you know, Nintendo did get a lot of negative feedback about Skyward Sword, which is strange. Um, you know, if, if you look at like the reviewing systems and all, which I know can be shysty. Again, looking at Final Fantasy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it did pretty well. and But it was just after the fact that people were like, Skyward Sword's crap, blah, 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 blah. So I think Nintendo had to kind of evaluate what works and what doesn't. And they did a really good job of figuring out what worked. I think as well, like, the a lot of what I've heard from, like, you know, 
post Twilight Princess, post Skyward Sword, is that like Nintendo really need to just revigorate Zelda as a whole and like do something different that wasn't just the same old traditional, you know, go and go to these dungeons in this order and that style of gameplay, which I think they've basically completely done. Like they just re overhauled everything that you would mm-hmm. think of with like a traditional Zelda and it's like you have to get that mindset out of your head like at the the very onset of this game or else like you're going to be completely lost because it's not this is no linear game at all like this is basically hey go do what you want in whatever way you want and the game will accommodate you right i mean we actually played some of the the dungeons in a different order than each other yeah um so i mean it it happens and uh you're actually not given a whole lot of direction when it comes to story. Right, um, yeah. So that that's an interesting take, but it's also very, very different from previous Zeldas because previous Zeldas, you know, you'll have Navi yelling at you like, hey, have you checked out this temple yet? Have you done this? Have you gone to see that princess? And uh, so you always, or, you know, later on you have Fi and um, I forget... Uh... Uh, uh, Tattle was Majora's Mask. You have Midna and Twilight Princess. Yeah, you have Midna, which Midna was good. I liked Midna a lot, but um. And then you have a boat and Wind Waker. Got the King of Red Lions. He was awesome. He was so boss. But like, but- yeah, like like you're saying, like. This game kind of does that in, like, the tutorial section. Like, there's a little bit of, like, oh, hey, you need to go do this. But, like, once you're out of that, it's just, like, all right, <laughs> go. You have your you have your main quest objectives. If you want to go do that right now, go ahead. If you want to just go off and explore, like, what's over there, go ahead. And I think that's a really... It, it harkens back a lot to the original Legend of Zelda. Right. Um, because, you know, you're kind of dropped into that with, like, instruction booklet of, like, here's the story. Have fun. Um, and so this is kind of the same thing. Like, you're at the the plateau area, and you're given the story, and then it's like, go. Do whatever you want. Yep. Uh, so it, it, it it's really cool, and it's an interesting thing uh, that they did with the series. It's a different innovation for it. Um, I didn't have as bad of a time, so uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this, um, but when I played Oblivion, hmm. um, I got through like the first part of the area where like you get out of the, the prison, and then they're like, hey, you should go do this thing for the story, and I never did that, so I never did any of the story of Oblivion, I just did all the other stuff. Um, so I was kind of, I do the same thing with Fallout. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, um, so I was worried that I would have that issue with Zelda, um, that I would get distracted by everything and just not do the story. I, yeah, I completely agree with you, especially cause I, I did not like Fallout 4 in the slightest <laughs> and that kind of really burned me on some, like some of the open world games that have come out in like the past few years. So yeah. like, I was kind of worried like that might still be in the back burner but like no like if there was for me like i've kind of had i know this is for some people this doesn't exist it's like you know ring rust and and mma some people believe it exists some people doesn't and people just defy it 
I've had recently some open world fatigue. Yeah. And like, like I I was recently playing through Watch Dogs too, and like I think that game is fine, but parts of it like it just didn't work for me. Like I was just kind of like, it's the same old open world formula done that people have done for like the last five years. But for this, like, I was going out and just like like oh hey, <laughs> I know this is the entire the 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 tried trope, but like hey you see that mountain you can go there and I would basically like hey what's that in the distance I'm gonna go look at that and find that out and I'm basically never the type of person who really goes and does that like I played and beat the Witcher 3 last year and like that game has kind of similar stuff where like there's just a the map is huge and you can go find a bunch of different stuff but mostly I was like I'm just gonna stick to side quests and main quests and not really go out and explore or anything but with this I was constantly going out and exploring and like trying to find like you know what's on this mountain? What's this glowing light over here? What's this weird looking thing off in the distance? And like, I think the game does enough that it rewards you like a fair amount for like going out and exploring stuff. So it's not like you know you get to the top of a mountain like if it's like Oblivion or Skyrim and it's like oh there's nothing here I just wasted my time. Right. But if you do that in this game, like usually it's like oh well maybe there's a collectible up here or there's a shrine over here or there's just like. There's something. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it works really, really well. But the other thing is that they give you enough hooks into the main story that you're not really willing to abandon it fully. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of games have a problem, especially open world games, of trying to make the world lived in. And a lot yeah. of times they don't they don't get that. But I think, like, with the minimal storytelling that this game does... It gives you, like, enough to know exactly what's going on, but holy crap, like, the environmental storytelling that this game does is just phenomenal. Like, right. It just makes everything feel so lived in. Like, you can tell, like, the types of horrible things that have happened and, like, why, like, there's, like, only some certain little snippets of civilization, like, in various parts of the world and, like, just how they've survived is it's hard for games to like, you know, make that lived in world. And this game just, just does it and does it so well. It really, really does. And it, it's great because you do have a lot of the, um, you do have a lot of the old like races from Zelda. So you have your Zoras, you have your Gorons, you have, uh, the Gerudo, you have the Rito, which are actually fairly new, but that's, that's something I want to talk about more in our spoiler section. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have these these groups of people, but you see, like you were saying, kind of their individualized survival. Uh, and you get a really good sense of who these people are. Uh, even if it's like a whole city of them, you get more of a like general feeling of like their camaraderie, their feelings for each other. Uh, especially, um, well, again, there's one group that I want to talk about mostly in terms of like dynamics and survival, but again, that'll come later. And even just like the way they, they act towards the link. Cause I mean, there's some yeah. story stuff for, for why, but everyone kind of reacts to him differently. Yep. And it's, it just, it's real good. Also sound design. This game is is another thing that's just absolutely amazing, I think. 
just I texted you about it. Yeah. Um, because that's that's the thing about this is that it is kind of a apocalyptic type situation, mm-hmm. and um, you do have a very somber environment throughout the entire game but the music reflects that very very well um because you're not getting like even if you're out in the open world it's not like this oh i got my overworld theme going and i'm just going around and trying to find stuff it's like you'll get hints of music but it's always like kind of just gently in the background it's very very subtle and that's one thing that was different for me at first because I'm used to Zelda games where you have this like grandiose, really excitable main like overworld theme that like if you're on the overworld, you're going to hear it. It's going to hype you up. You're ready to do your thing. Right. And this one does not give you that because it's not like a celebratory game at all. Um, it's not. It's not a hey, Link's going to save everything like every other Zelda in the world. Um, you know, there's a lot of question marks around everything. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes pretty much literally like the, there's just nothing there and you have to fill in the blanks. So the music to me did a very, very good job of kind of portraying the mood of, of the story and of the environment. Especially like even if you're out and about, like if you hear like the music ramp up. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, something bad's about to happen. Like, <laughs> that'll usually happen like if there's a guardian around and it, it has spotted you. Like, the music just ramps up and you're like, oh, uh, 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 oh, God. Or if um, the the blood moons. Right, yeah. Um, you start hearing like this weird sinister sound mm-hmm. like in the background. You're like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. What's happening? Oh, no, no, no. I need to go somewhere. <laughs> it's so scary. And there are there is also like you know each area has its own theme like a day and a night theme, and like you know those aren't as well like they're not very overpowered like I would say like the one that has like the most overpowering is when you get to Hyrule Castle and that theme kicks in which of course that's the one that should be overpowering because like getting to Hyrule Castle in the first place is an immense trek in of itself but like man once that track kicks in it's like <laughs> just got real and it's right. Oh man. But it's it's a throwback. Um that's one thing that I really liked about the the musical um themes in this one is that Hyrule Castle is actually a throwback to like the theme of Hyrule Castle and Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Um the Zora's domain is from Ocarina of Time. Um the Rito theme is the Dragon Roost theme from Wind Waker. So um I'm I'm actually somewhat confused in that they didn't somehow remix the the Gerudo theme because that one's so huh. so famous. Um, like the Gerudo theme is considered like one of the best Zelda pieces. So I was confused that that wasn't there. The Goron one is kind of the same as like every Goron theme ever. <laughs> I know uh, I know there was one track in one of the cutscenes that was a remix. I don't remember exactly what track it was, but. I was like, oh, okay, they're doing, like, remixes of old stuff. So, like, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't have the extent of knowledge to know, like, oh, this this track over here is from Link to the Past and all that sort of stuff like you do. But it's it's real cool, like, there's all these, like, little homages to, like, the previous games within this. Um. So, 
I know I texted you about it, but obviously since you're not like hanging out with me in person, you don't know this. <laughs> but once I got to the Zora domain um, and I heard the theme kick in, I legitimately squealed so loud that I scared my cats. <laughs> that sounds because about I was right. no, I was so excited because I'm like, wait, this is the ocarina theme. This is great. I love this song. Um, and that and it's beautiful. Um, the domain, not the song. The song's beautiful too, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Should we so, get some spoilers? Or do you have anything are you, else? Are you ready for some spoilers? I, okay, so. Here you go. If you do not want to hear spoilers of story stuff or bosses or anything like that, you should probably turn this off right now because we're going to go dive deep into all that sort of stuff. If you don't care, you know, just keep listening or you can come back to this at a later point when you've played this game or you just want to know about it. So this is your spoiler warning. All right, now we're going to talk about spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you played Zelda the entire time. I know, I know. Um, Link and Zelda are both beautiful. They are. Yeah, it, it's spoiler alert. Can we talk about how, like, the way this game just starts, where it's literally like, it's like Nintendo Presents, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Bam, you are in the game. Yeah. And it's like, here's Link awakening, here's Zelda communicating with him, here's him getting his stuff, and then, like, you're just, you go. Right. And that's the um, opening of the game. And it's great because, you know, I was talking earlier about how they they kind of have been remixing Zelda. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing that they kept is the fact that Link wakes up. <laughs> um, because that's been a trope in The Legend of Zelda for a very long time that the, the, Zelda, that the game starts with Link having to wake up. Uh, I, and I guess I don't, I don't know this since I haven't played all of them, but... yeah. I kind of like as well that that this is like, oh, you're waking up, but hey, you know, a hundred years ago, y'all failed. Right. Like the utter sense of failure is like constantly in the air in this Mm -hmm. game. And it's kind of heartbreaking because you feel terrible. Like um, you're trying to piece together the whole time, like what happened and what went wrong and you know the story of of the game essentially which Uh, we talked about this as well we were not expecting the way the cutscenes were going to be involved in this game which i mean they did that trailer uh at the end of the the switch press conference in january and had all these Mm cutscenes and it was like oh okay you know this game has cutscene all those cutscenes are from the past from 100 years ago and basically kind of tell the story of like how everyone kind of comes together and then to the the fight or I guess you don't really get to see the fight, but like what happened after Ganon came in and like wrecked everything. Yeah, it's, it's intense. Um, although I do want to mention that it's kind of funny to me and I, I can't even explain to you why it's funny to me that like for some reason, like let's put Link in the resurrection shrine, but also let's make him naked. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave him with some shorts on. Right. Um, are they are they the same underwear that he had 100 years ago? Like, has he been wearing not. this underwear for 100 years? Do people go in and regularly change his underwear? Like, I mean, like, I wonder if, like, the way, like, they, they cut his clothes off and everything is, like, they had to do, like, medical treatment to him. Maybe. Like, that's the only reason I could think of. But other than that, it's like, he just wakes up with shorts on. It's like, okay. 
I tried. <laughs> I tried to you play get that the game shirt later. You do. You get that. Like there's just random chests that like are just at the end of that. It's like here's some shirts. Here's a shirt and a pants. No, no, no. I mean like his shirt. Oh right, yeah. You, and, you yeah, get that later. Well, maybe they just remade it because I mean it's been a hundred years. They probably had true. time. <laughs> That's true. But I did try to play the game as long as I could without putting clothes on. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> you try to do a naked run. I did, and then like you get to that cold area in the tutorial area, and I was like, oh, I, I gotta put clothes on. <laughs> uh, you didn't tell me that you tried to do a naked run. It, it didn't last long, so it wasn't really that yeah. memorable. But um, I mean, Naked Link, of course, it's memorable. <laughs> Uh, what else is there? Like, you do the four shrines in that opening tutorial area, and then you get spooky, cool King Ghost Dad. He's like, yo, what's up? Here's a paraglider. Oh, what's up? I'm the king as well. I'm Spooky Ghost. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, we kind of fricked it up everything a <laughs> hundred years ago. Um, can you help us? And that's basically um, a lot of, like, the story, like, dialogue you yeah. get until, like, when the game opens up. And it's basically like, okay... I'm this mysterious old man, which, you know, that harkens back to the first game as well. It does. It does. It was good. And then he's like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, I'm the king. I'm kind of dead. Uh, stuff happened 100 years ago. You need to save Zelda. You got to defeat Ganon. You got this paraglider now. Go forth into the world. But later, bye. <laughs> and I kind of suspected something was up with him because wherever you went in the Great Plateau, um, he was there. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you can't be everywhere at once. There's no way for you to be everywhere at once. Because, you know, I, I go over to his house and he's like, I want food. And I'm going to chop some wood. And then you go into the woods and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to cook. And then you go over like to where you get out of the shrine. And he's like, I, I have hey, a what's fire. up? <laughs> you can do these things. And so I'm like, bro, you're spooky. Something's going on with you. I, I definitely remember that. When, like, I think I had just seen him at a shrine, and then, like, I was going to another one and went by his house, and he was coming the opposite direction that I was coming from yeah. towards me, and I was like, how, um, that's, that's strange. Yeah, um, it, that, that's how I knew something was up, was because it kept showing up everywhere that it was, um, but... What I do want to say, though, is that one of the best ways that they, like, introduce you to, like, the destruction of what happened is the freaking Temple of Time. Yeah. Which is just f***ing... Ret. Yeah. Nature's overgrown it. It's just a mess. There's enemies everywhere. Um, the walls are falling down. It's a disaster. And, um, you know, even games like twilight princess will show you like the temple of time is usually pretty resilient not this even time. if it no even if it has been like hundreds and hundreds of years and something bad has happened usually there's there's lots of it still standing and everything but like this is gone like there's a few walls and you're like oh and that's, that's literally uh, like the first thing that you kind of like are gestured towards going to yeah. Because, like, you get out of the shrine, or you get out of the, the, the re restoration pond. It's a shrine. Okay. And then, like, you meet the old man. He gets you, like, a torch and, like, something, like, some food. And then, like, basically, your line of sight is the Temple of Time. So it's like, yep. okay. Go. I mean, I, I was the asshole who was like, well, I'm going to go explore around everything and just look around here and see what's up at this mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually made my way over there. But, yeah, like... 
that's like the first real sign that something weird has happened here. Right. Um, so that that's that's where you start getting some of the story and you're like, wait a minute, something's up here. Like what happened? And then once you get Spooky King talking to you again, can we just call him Spooky King for yes, the rest of the podcast? Totally okay. can. Spooky King. You know, earlier we had King of Red Lions, now we have Spooky King. <laughs> um he that's actually hard to say. <laughs> he he gives you like your hint of your story and then like like you were saying, you're kind of free to go. Which it's basically the outline of what's happened, and that's kind of all you need, really. Like everyone kind of fills in the gaps here and there. But like the very basic of the story yeah. is like what he lays out and it kind of just gets you where you need to go. Right. I mean, the gist of it is Calamity Ganon came. He destroyed literally everything. Zelda is stuck sealing him. Go save Zelda. Go remedy what happened 100 years ago because like all these guardians died trying to use the use the divine beasts and all the um like guardian guardian guys um like the creepy eyeball octopus things um turned against you and i mean it's it's a real real mess and everyone also basically thinks link link is dead as well right everybody thinks he died because they're always like all the five champions they all passed away a hundred years ago and he's like guys i'm right here (laughs) yeah and you do even have some confusion in the game. Like, um, it's the Rito where they think that he's a descendant, right? Rather than the actual champion. Uh, that sounds right. I think it's the Rito. Yeah, it's the Rito. I'm going with it. Just it's it's one of them. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Um, they say, you know, you, you must be a descendant. Um, and so there's there's no real explanation that he's the actual Link. Um, like the Zora are the ones that like know it's him. The Goron don't. Right. The Rito don't. And then the Gerudo obviously don't. Right. Well, the Gerudo also don't know that you're a dude. Um, yeah. Until <laughs> so, like, well, I, I think the main two know. And the rest of them are like, yeah, you're, you're a chick. Good job. Also, did you know you can go back to the Gerudo city there and there's a quest that you can get that thunder helm i do know that okay i didn't i i, I stumbled upon that and i was like huh that's weird which i just want to say that i relate so much um <laughs> which is terrible because she's a child but i relate <laughs> to the gerudo chief because she's like i'm gonna put this helmet on and it's like falling off her head and i was showing jared earlier a picture of when i graduated with my master's degree and like my hat was falling off because it was too big so like i relate i picked the option that was like she's like how does it look i was like it's a little big (laughs) (laughs) i love that she keeps adjusting it it's so cute I i wonder though if like if you get that do you get to wear it oh i'd assume so i assume it would be um like a headpiece huh which I guess that's one thing we didn't mention is that there's different armors. There is, and there's a butt ton of side quests. Yeah, there are. But yeah, there's like there's various amounts of armor. Like there's like you know like a starting set you kind of get. Like you go to Kakariko Village and there's like oh you can get the chic armor or this uh, other. Like the Hyrule armor. Yeah, which is like the, the like the basic kind of get up, and then just all around the world is just like various types of armor like. 
there's this barbarian like gear you can get, but you have to go out to all these like little labyrinths that are on the outskirts of the world and go through these giant mazes to get to them. There's there's like ice resistant gear. There's fire resistant gear you can get, which helps in various different areas. You can dress like a lady. You can dress like a lady. Also, there is a male version of that clothing. There is, and it's pretty fantastic. Um, did you, you get do, like? Did I what? Did you do that entire uh, town quest? Which one? Uh, the one where you build up like the the little town with Hudson. Oh yeah, the sun. Yes, yeah. I did. That might have been my favorite quest line in that game. It was really funny that you have to continually find people with sun at the end of their name. <laughs> I found like the the Zora one. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna keep like every single race is gonna have their their sun, and I'm gonna yeah. find them. It's so, like that was kind of the clue. But like, I don't know. Like, I kind of like you know just helping develop that little town there. Like seeing it go from like nothing to like this kind of little little community. It was so exciting. Every time you went back, you saw like another house built, and you're like, oh yay, this mm-hmm. is fun. And, like, you get, like, um, a new little shop area. Yeah, it was great when uh, the guy sold arrows. I was <laughs> like, you're my new friend. Thank you. Because he sells ten at a time, and it's like, he does. oh, bless you. I know. I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> um, I actually became suspicious that something was going to be up with the sons um, when I talked to the, the Gerudo lady. Mm-hmm. Because she's like... I'm a tailor, but I can't find a guy and somebody has to appreciate me somewhere. I'm like, I have to find somebody for her. That's going to be a side quest eventually. I thought when I found the, the Zora guy, uh, when he's oh, like, when he's he like said, oh, I want to, I want to marry someone. I was like, well, I'm going to find some couple. I thought it was going to be the couple in uh, the Rito village who were on their honeymoon, but they're like, oh, they're already married. So that's not going to be yeah. them. So, but yeah, suck. <laughs> still got to find a baked apple for her, make her happy. Um, you literally just drop an apple by a fire. I, I, I'm aware apple. of that. I can literally <laughs> go to Death Mountain and do that. Just drop one and be like, all right. I just haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. She gives you 100 rupees. Okay, that's not bad. Um, Which money and arrows are so hard to come by in this game. Which is like a complete opposite of like every other Zelda game. Where it's like, you're just right. rolling in money. Like this one's like, oh, money is a rare commodity in this game. Yeah, it's so hard to get money. Um, I was so stoked earlier today because I used the Amiibo and it gave me like 200 rupees. I'm like, oh, 200 rupees. I did that like the first time and like I got a bunch of like, I got rupees for the first time through the Amiibo and I was like, oh, I got money. I'm rich. It was like only like 100. <laughs> I was like, I can buy anything. <laughs> so it's, um, it was strange that you have to you have to fight so hard to get money and arrows and things because usually in Zelda games like you cut grass and it's there and you're mm-hmm. done, and this you know you really have to think about what you're doing and, and you're not really going around cutting grass at all. No, um, unless you're trying to get crickets. Unless you're trying to get crickets, but like yeah, like there was very rarely any time I was ever going around cutting grass. Also, did you know? Have you found the fourth fairy fountain yet? Uh, no. Do you know how much it costs? Do I want to know? 10,000 rupees. <gasps> Extortion. <laughs> but I think like if you find the last one, you were able to max out uh, the uh, upgrades for, for your equipment. Oh, okay. Which that's a benefit, but yeah, still. Whew. Also, apparently oh. there's some weird costumes in that game that I have yet to, to understand. Like there's apparently you can dress Link up as a skeleton. 
as a yeah, glow in the dark skeleton. I'm like, how do I get that? Also, like, there is one. I saw that. It's um, it's. Where do you get it? Um, if you learn the Gerudo secret code and go into the armor shop's back room. Oh, I I got that quest, but I never like like looked around for it. Um, so it's literally GSC Diamond Gerudo Secret Club Diamond. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But if you go in the back room, then uh, it has the little spooky skeleton suit that she can make for you. Was it? Does it do anything for you? I didn't see any kind of added benefits, but it was pretty hilarious looking. It, it is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I guess we are doing spoilers. There's a. Do you care if I spoil a costume set for you that you might not? You might know. No, go ahead. Uh, you can get a Darkling costume. Yeah, I knew about that. Okay. I, I haven't gotten it yet, though. Apparently, it's a grind to get though. Because like you have to find the the mysterious uh, shopper or mysterious the monster mer- guy, yeah, and like you trade monster parts to him, and it's like a lot of monster parts. Uh, but like rude. the benefits is like, oh, you run faster at night, and I was like, whatever, oh, dumb. Um, I do like, although I'm quite grumpy about the fact that it's so hard for them to drop, but the amiibo give you different costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I really wanted to, I'd have a very weird looking Link right now. He's in a different armor set to beat the game, but I have like a Wind Waker hat and I have Ocarina tunic. I have no pants, so Link wouldn't be wearing pants. <laughs> I sold, I sold the, uh, the classic shorts I had cause it, cause I found better, better pants. I was like, I'm just sell these and they, they, they give you a bunch of money. So I kind of sold those, but I do have like the old school hat and that's like the best hat I have. So I was like, oh. I just rocked that for the end of the game because <laughs> I was able to upgrade I want, it. I want that hat so bad. It's pretty good. He, he looks real goofy in it though. Cause like, you know, the entire game he's like hatless or he's rocking his little mini man bun with his chic mask. I like that the hair changes. Um, yeah. with different. I think that's neat. Um, I think it's actually really, really neat that his hair changes and like ponytail or down or up in the little top nut thing. Uh, it's cool. It's it's a different take on Zelda and a different take on like his look because I know a lot of people were initially like concerned the fact that he's not wearing green. Which you can do that. You just have to figure out how to dye clothes. Yeah. Which I I, I went to that 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 uh that store the first time and it was like. You don't have the right equipment for this, and I was like, okay, whatever, and I never went back. <laughs> yeah, no, I was pretty much like, this costs money. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you know, they're switching things up, so Link doesn't necessarily have to wear green. Yeah, I, I thought it looked he, the outfits that uh, like the in the cutscenes and stuff like that all looked fine. So, yeah, it's like whatever. Um, although I was wearing the Gerudo outfit in one cutscene, I was like. <laughs> Nice. It's the only outfit um, you should wear. I would if it actually had any kind of good defense. You can't upgrade it, I don't think, either, nope, which is a real you bummer. Cannot. You can't upgrade it, and it's got real crap defense. So I was like, yeah, no, um, I'm wearing this as little as humanly possible. I wonder if the mail set has, you can upgrade that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can. I would assume so, because it has like a, a stat bonus with it, so. Yeah. Um, so I guess one thing that I, I think we should talk about is the fact that there are four dungeons. 
and they're not dungeons in the typical sense that you think are dungeons. No. Um, and also, they're completely optional. They are, which is interesting. Um, I didn't realize that they were optional until I got to the very end of the game. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can literally go from, like, once you get that paraglider, you can go fight Ganon. God. My three hearts, I'm going to go do this. And your tree branch. <laughs> right, right. Um, I also want to mention that I just got a text message. And it says, Andrew and I took bets on how long Breath of the Wild would take you. I won. He thought it would take you a week. <laughs> <laughs> Remember last week when we were like, oh, man, I don't know if we're going to have enough time to beat Zelda before we record another podcast. Right. It took us like um, three days. <laughs> so sometimes sleeping doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I even like legitimately powered through. I, uh, I had a migraine. What was it on Saturday or was it Sunday? I think it was Saturday. And I was like, time to take migraine meds. And I napped for like an hour and a half. And I was like, all right, back to Zelda. <laughs> uh, which is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, but dungeons. Dungeons, yes, dungeons. Um, and they're actually associated with the the different races. Um, so again, Zora, Goron, Gerudo, and Rito. Um, I did Zora first, which, which I, I think you did too. Yeah, I think that's kind of like the easiest one to find first off. Yeah. So it's like, and there you go. it has the great prince. Edgeworth. I, I'm in love with Edgeworth Prince. <laughs> Like his his cute little like thumbs up like smile. Oh, I love it! I love him. He has he has the, he has the freaking frills and everything. He's great. He's wonderful. And he kept checking on you, and I thought that was so cute. You know, you you mentioned that because you did that section first. Like I went off and did some other stuff, and like mm -hmm. you told me about that. I went back and did that, but like I flew in like a little ways after like you're supposed to kind of go into that area. So like he uh -huh. never was like checking on me. I was like. Did I kind of glitch this? But eventually I got to this bridge and he was like, oh, hey, what's up? I thought you might come <laughs> over here. So I, I I was right here. I was like, okay. Uh, so if you go through like from where you meet him to like straight through the path to Zora's domain without like taking any kind of diversion. Right. Um, like he will continuously keep checking in on you like, hey, what's up? I just want to say hi. See how you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, you are the best. I love you. He's actually one of my favorite characters in Breath of the Wild. There's some good characters in this game. There are some really good ones. There's also like some heads, but yeah. Um, but he was a good one, and I liked him quite a bit. Uh, he actually had an interesting storyline as well. Um, I was kind of surprised because he seemed like he would kind of be somewhat shallow. Yeah. Um, but no, he he's not. And um, you get to Zora's domain, and like. All the older Zora just friggin' hate you. They yeah. hate your guts. Because they remember what happened 100 years ago, and they're like, this guy. Yeah, I mean, positives and negatives of uh, extended lifelines of uh, lifetimes of Zora. But um, also, it was really neat. They had more of a variety of design on the Zora. Yeah. Um, like the the teacher slash advisor looked more like a catfish. Yeah. And you know 
some of the other ones had more like the prince looks more like your standard Zora. He's red, but um, he's literally like Edgeworth. Uh, but you had different. They had kid Zora, they which did. I loved. Um, the only kid Zora we've ever seen was uh, Rudo. But they had little kid Zora running around and they had all kinds of like, um, I think the prince had somewhat of like a sharky look to him. And he has, he has a fan club. He does have a fan club. <laughs> uh, I don't blame them. He was pretty fabulous. So how, how the game works, which I'm sure if you're listening to this by now, you know how it works. Um, when you go to the Divine Beast and have to open them up, um, that was my first experience. Like I said, I did the Zora one first. And, like, riding on his back and having to shoot up the waterfalls and, like, do the slow-mo arrows down was so freaking cool. Yeah. Holy crap. I was amazed. Which also, like, even before you get there, there is a mini-boss that you can fight, which you can either stealth your way through or you can just be like me and just beat your head against it until you beat it. Which that kind I... of that kind of gets into, like, some of the combat issues I think this game does have is yeah. that... I think it tries to rely a lot on, like, dodging and, like, having perfect dodges and all that sort of stuff. It's hard to do. It, it's hard to do, and, like, sometimes it doesn't feel like it works right. Like, it feels like some of the combat tries to be Dark Souls-y, yeah. but in, like, a more casual way. And, like, sometimes it just doesn't work right. But also, like, speaking of mini-bosses, you'll sometimes run across bosses in the actual world, world itself, and it's crazy. Like, the first time that happened, like, I just found this, like, giant, giant dude just, like, sleeping. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And, like, I climbed on him and he had weapons on him. I was like, I'll take these. And I feared, like, he'd wake up and be like, hey, you stole my weapons. That's not cool. But then he woke up and, then, like, his name appeared on the top of the screen with a life bar. And I was like, holy f***ing shit, I am not prepared for this. <laughs> and, like, it eventually, like, you know, it happens throughout the course of the game. So, like, it wasn't as impactful later on. But, like... That was, like, so intense fighting that thing because I was like, uh, I did not expect this. I'm not ready for this. How am I <laughs> supposed to do this? And, like, it felt like a Dark Souls fight. You know, like, a Souls slash Bloodborne slash all those type of games fight because, like, you're just, like, running around trying to avoid just giant attacks that will just instantly kill you if you get hit because you're so, like, low leveled at that point. And it was just crazy. Well, and see, that fight... I died so much that I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going to stealth through it. Um, but I actually only ran into one other mini boss besides him. And I did defeat him. He was a giant over by Zora's domain. And man, that was kind of the same scenario. He was sleeping. Mm -hmm. And um, he woke up and he just looks at me and he's got one eyeball. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. So you didn't see the stone ones? No. There's a there's also a giant stone one as well you can run into like it it will just look like there's just like the three rocks in the middle of the ground and it was like and it'll just form up into this monster. I was like, uh oh and <laughs> if if that if the the Cyclops boss is a like a souls type boss fight, the rock one is like a Shadow of the Colossus boss fight. Because, like, you constantly are climbing on this thing, and, like, its weak point is, like, this this uh, crystal that's, like, sticking out of its back, and that's how you you hurt it, like, the most. So, like, you're constantly trying to climb up this thing and, like, stay on it, and you you can get some hits on it before he, like, shugs you off, and then you have to keep doing that. Also, as well, 
it started raining in the middle of that fight for me. So, like, that <laughs> compounded oh, the situation no. even further. <laughs> I don't know if you saw I posted on Tumblr. Um, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but it, it was um, something effective like uh, naughty adventurers get 24-hour rain when they're trying to climb. <laughs> Man... That game has rain happen way too much for the rain to have a penalty on you for when you're climbing. I completely agree. Um, or, uh, you know, we we were talking because I was raging at one point. There was a mission where you have to take like a, a f- torch flame. Yeah. Up, <laughs> and I was doing it twice and twice it started raining on me. I was, I was doing it. I'm like, are you kidding me? when you have to do that the second time i was like don't rain don't rain don't rain like what are the odds that i would play it twice and i'm like i'm gonna do this and it's like have some rain like no no i don't want rain i do not need rain. i'm not growing crops leave me alone and there's also storms as well which are kind of a hindrance because like if you're wearing anything metal you're gonna get struck by lightning that includes your weapons. Yeah. Bows, sc- shields, swords, staffs, whatever. It's so scary. Though I, I sent you that one pic where I was like just, you know, roaming around and like I saw the storm off in the distance and like, you'd see all the lightning strikes and just like it was such a crazy visual. Like, yeah, that might have been like there's parts of this game that look phenomenal for yeah. like coming oh, out of a tablet. I- like it's crazy. Like, but that just image of like just seeing this like miniature storm cell and seeing like where it's impacting and like being like you know half mile away from it and just being able to see like lightning strikes and all that stuff i was just like i was kind of blown away by that yeah um one thing that i wanted to talk about um and i guess it'll make sense because you did the rito second i did them third mm-hmm. um i think the presence of the rito is a really decent hint as to the timeline placement. Um, and so I've told you before, I haven't told anybody that's listening because, well, I probably have told somebody who's listening because I'm friends with some people who listen. Um, I think the three-pronged timeline is crap. Um, I absolutely hate the fact that they, they did a three-pronged timeline. Um, I think the split's ridiculous they should have stuck with two um i honest to god think after playing this that it's a merge timeline somehow so they're basically just retconning all of that and be like yo this timeline has gotten way too convoluted let's try and merge all these together i don't know if it's a retcon per se or if there's somehow like some weird timey-wimey stuff that that messed it up but the fact that Zora and Rito both coexist um, is a big, big hint because um, the Rito are an evolution of the Zora huh. uh, in Wind Waker. Uh, another thing that would point to that is um, we know that it's post-Wind Waker because the Koroks are there. Yeah. Uh, we know that it's post-Wind Waker because the Rito are there. Yeah. But, but again, the Zora throw a really, really big wrench in that. Um, actually, someone else who throws a pretty big wrench in that is the presence of the Gerudo. Um, because 
it's mentioned several times post um, Ocarina and in, in games that because Ganondorf was a Gerudo, that the race themselves get very ostracized after the whole events of Ocarina. Which I think they actually mention in the game, in yeah. this game. But like someone like says something like, oh, Ganon at one point, you know, was a Gerudo. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty shitty. Uh It was the uh, Gerudo champion. Okay. She was saying that he presented himself as a Gerudo and she wanted revenge for that. Which, you know, he can't really help if he's a Gerudo. <laughs> he was kind of born that way, but he can't help being a douche, and he, he kind of went full douche. So another instance that points to a merge timeline is the line that Zelda herself says. Um, there's a point in the story where she's talking and she says something effective like traveling through time, traveling through shadow, and then traveling through like water. Um, which is interesting because those are different. Why well, are they different? I mean, maybe. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Because Twilight, <laughs> Prin- Twilight Princesses, well, Twilight be- Princess is after Ocarina in a different way. And then Wind Waker is um, the flooded split. So I- I'm trying to remember the timeline. It's a freaking mess. And again, <laughs> totally disaster. not convoluted. No, but um, so she mentioned several different games. Um, and you're like, wait a minute. How would they have all those histories of like the hero? So, um, in my opinion, they found a way to merge it. I just don't know how. Um, like, there's no backstory as to how it would have merged together. Which maybe there uh, is, and we just haven't found it yet. Because there's still a butt ton of side stories that we can, or side missions that we can do. And right. maybe one of them has like some of that stuff covered, but who knows? That's true. Um, but, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it is just their way of being like, timelines too convoluted. People care too much about it. Let's find a way to do away with it. And it seems like that's kind of the case here is that they're like, all right, well, everybody's here now. Um, (laughs) The only people who aren't there is um, you don't have a coexistence of the Kokiri and the Koroks, um, which is interesting because you have Zora and Rito in the same game. So can't fit everyone. Um, Right. I guess Um, honestly, though. I think that the Kokiri probably would have been a little, like, Uncanny Valley creepy, because they're a bunch of, like, perpetual children. So yeah. it might it might feel kind of like Children of the Corn in this style. <laughs> you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So I think the Koroks were a safer choice in, in, in that sense. But um, there were a lot of really interesting throwbacks. Um the the artwork of the Master Sword and everything is legitimately just um, like a reskin of Link to the Past artwork, which is pretty rad. Which can oh man, when I found the Master Sword, like I got goosebumps, oh. like walking to it. I was you like, get a great cutscene. It was like holy shit, this is the thing. Which I love how like they kind of like just go with like the classic Zelda knowledge, like oh the this there's a sword out in the middle of the forest somewhere. Maybe you can go find it. Like, I yeah. think someone tells you that, and then, like, there's a rumor mill uh, book that says the same thing, essentially. So, 
like after after I did one of the the dungeons, I basically went and I was like, okay, I, there's this forest area on the map. I bet it's in there somewhere. And of course, that turned into the Lost Woods, which that turned into its own little convoluted thing as well. And eventually, yeah. I figured it out. And then like I saw all these like Korax running around, and I was like, oh. I bet this is the the forest they've been mentioning that I haven't found either. And then, like, I just, like, I turned the corner and, like, just saw it. And I was like, oh, f***. And then, like, the great Deku tree is like, about time. Yeah, so sassy. I Okay, so the thing is, the great Deku tree has always been a little bit sassy. Um, <laughs> but he got more so in Wind Waker, and then he's, like, continuously gotten more and more sassy. I, I like it. Um Although I am still kind of bummed out that I've been saying it wrong this entire time. Um, How dare you? Most, I know most of the things I've been saying right. Like um, I, I, I said Gerudo right, and um, I, I was so excited. And then they they said uh, Deku instead of Deku, and I'm like, <laughs> <"F-> <laughs> I done goofed. You done goofed. Um. It was a cool, cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there was some frustration with you because you have to have a certain amount of hearts yeah. to pull it. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to keep doing shrines until I get these amount of hearts. Uh, but that was such a cool buildup to getting the sword. I kind of like as well, like, they just don't like, oh, you found it. It's yours now. It's like, this is essentially going to help you defeat Ganon. You should probably be this amount of hearts to even go tackle him. So we're going to kind of cap it there. And also, I just Man. like the idea that, like, taking the Master Sword out will literally kill you if you're not prepared for it. Right. That's cool. That's kind of a new thing in a Zelda game. Like, they've never said that before, and I like that a lot. Like, um, the whole idea that it kind of, like, great power comes great responsibility type scenario. Um, that, like, literally, if Link's not ready, he's going to die. Yeah. Like, that's that's freaking, like, intense um, the great thing though is that because you told me like where it was, um, I found my way through the Lost Woods, which was so annoying. Yeah. Um, but I did it. Apparently, and... there was an easy way to do it. Like the really? trees would point you to the way you need to go. Are you kidding me? I read that afterwards. And I was like, cool, thanks. Could have used that. I, I didn't see anything with a tree pointing me anywhere. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it's great because I, I pulled it before I did the final two, um, of the four dungeons mm-hmm. and you get super powered up when you, uh, you fight anything like Ganon related with the master sword. That thing f-ed up. It does. So the bosses were cakewalk. Um, like the, the two bosses, I did the Rito and the, um, Gorons. Um, last and those two bosses were just like well I'm done which the Rito one as well was kind of just like a cakewalk in and of itself so I I assume with a master sword as well just being like you're dead well yeah it was stupidly quick (laughs) it was it was pretty ridiculous um but after after the Gerudo one I needed a a break so I was pretty happy about that yeah which uh, I guess we should talk about the Gerudo fight because it's it kind of sucks. It's terrible. Which, A, uh, the lead-up to even get into that fight is a stealth mission, which is real bad. 
you can't save in there anywhere. You don't get mm-hmm. auto saved. And mm-hmm. this game doesn't really have good stealth mechanics. I mean, it has stealth mechanics. Cause, like there's a sound meter, but it's just I, it didn't really work well. Right. I mean, like I was doing a whole lot of throwing bananas around um, the area so that they would hear sound elsewhere and go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of happy they gave you like a ton of bananas in that area because I'm like, I'm just gonna throw these around. Which I kind of messed up because I got to that uh, little sleeping area. And mm-hmm. I got there, I was like, well, there's nowhere else for me to go. Did I mess up? Should I go somewhere else? And then came back out and got caught. Oh, no. So, like, I spent, like, way too long, like, looking around that area being like, okay, so what am I supposed to do here if I can't go that way? Like, where is the other exit to go to the way I need to go? And then eventually I just went back in there and was like, oh, there's a false door here. Thanks. <laughs> um, Although, uh, this is something that we talked about. Um. I liked the thief fight. Um, yeah. It was pretty clever in terms of, you know, it it, it reminded me a lot of old Zelda fights. Um, you kind of had like a trick to to hitting the guy and you had to like hit him with an arrow as he's about to throw a rock at you so he'll drop the rock on himself. Um, but it also used the Sheikah slate because at one point he's like, I'm going to throw some metal at you. And you're like, ha ha yeah, right you are. <laughs> Which most um, of the bosses actually do have, like, something to do with the Sheikah Slate. Yeah. It seemed like. So, I mean, that that was cool, because the Sheikah Slate's involved with, like, the runes and the mapping and um, photography. Get them selfies. I, I didn't actually take any selfies. God, you goofed. Um, I, you so could, that's when You could pose. Can you? Yeah. Oh my god. He has four set poses if you like hit the analog stick. I'll have to try it. Um, So that's one thing that I felt like was not done well was the Hyrule Compendium, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, The Gerudo boss fight of the actual dungeon was so stupid. Um, And the difficulty was so amped up. It really seemed like that should be like the last one you do, but... Yeah, it was just it did nothing about that fight felt clever in the way it like the other fights did. Um and you know, most Zelda fights in general, you have to figure out like the trick. And all the other boss fights work that way. You have to figure out like what about their mechanics you have to exploit in order in order to damage them. And essentially the Gerudo one was like, okay, Either you pull off these perfect dodges every single time, or you have to take damage in order to hit him. Which is essentially what I ended up having to do in that second form, because like he would just come in so fast that I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna take the hit because then I know I can at least hit the shield and get it break break it and then get some damage on him. And that's how I ended up beating him is that I would consistently just take the hit eat food, and then, like, make sure that his shield breaks so that I can get a few hits in Mm -hmm. on him, because that stuns him. And then, like, he brings his shield back in. Like, that's not how you should do a fight. You should not have to take damage in order to damage another person. It was was not fun. Like, Like, the middle section, when, like, he starts throwing, like, the lightning rods at you, like, I literally had no idea what to do with that. Yeah. Because there's it, no indication that they're metal. Yeah, and it, like it took like the champion like five minutes to be like, hey, maybe you could pick one of those up. 
I was like, cool. Could have told me that a minute ago, or like three minutes ago. So I was right, because like, you're just, continuously taking damage. Yeah, I was like running around, like shooting it, trying to like throw arrows at it, like just trying to get up on the way, like I could hit it, jump and hit it, and I just couldn't. I was like just running around trying to avoid getting lightning struck, and it's like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, it it was ridiculous. I hate that fight, and I I legitimately cried. Um, a few times because I kept dying on that fight. And it was so stupid. I, mean, um, I could definitely tell you were getting frustrated. I was. And so that's one thing that I have a slight issue with. Is that at certain points in this game, there's just like ridiculous amped up difficulty for no reason. Which I wonder though, if you would have, if you would have gone to that fight with the same number of hearts as I did. If you would have had as much trouble in getting game overs and stuff. Yeah, because I think like having the amount of hearts I did, it was it was do more doable than like how you were doing it because you had like yeah. I think three or four less than I did when I tackled it. Yeah. So I think if like you would have had more, you would have been able to alleviate some of your frustrations. But even then, it's like how would you have known? Right. I mean, like when you're doing when you don't have a set order, um, and. I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons why I did that order is because I was excited to see Link in, it, in girls' clothing. <laughs> um, but, um, I don't know, it was it was really, really frustrating. And what I ended up doing is just straight up getting a ton of fairies, well, a ton meaning four, because that's the most that I've ever been able to collect at a time. Gotta be stealthy. Um, yeah. So I had four fairies. I had the Zora healing thing. And I went in with like a ridiculous meal that I created for myself. It was like 10 minutes of like electricity um, defense. And I was just like, you know what? Bring it. Let's do this. And <laughs> I finally, finally did it. And I, I think I only had one revive on that last Last fight, but um, that was the hardest boss in the entire game. It was so dumb, and I hated it. Like, I didn't have nearly as much trouble as you did. It was just me trying to figure out, like, what to do. But even then, like, we both had the same strategy for the second form. It was just, like, take a hit and then beat it that way. Like, even I did not think that boss was, like, good in any sort of way. No. Um, and it's a shame because a lot of the other bosses and a lot of the other, like, enemies are pretty clever. Yeah. Um, but this one was just not at all. I hated it. And I'm usually pretty good at Zelda games. Um, I can, I can typically beat them really, really quickly. And I'm usually very, very good at like the puzzles. Um, but I've also been playing them literally my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, experience is key here. But I feel like it didn't add up to a whole lot in terms of this game. Like, my experience didn't do me any anything good. Um, it helps me a lot more in the shrines. Which are just little tiny mini puzzles, which I, I like that that those are just kind of there. And a lot of the puzzles are not that difficult, which I'm fairly happy about. Um, though, the gyro puzzles. Yeah. So, um... Fun fact, if you want to call it that, I uh, I got the strategy guide today. Oh yeah, yeah. Which um, a little late there. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> but I got this strategy guide today, and I, I decided that I wanted to look up the ones with the motion controls. Is it just like shrug shoulders? No, no, no. So the one that I was so frustrated with that had like the the walls, and you had to like, like rotate and ramp it up into like the other side to throw down to the yeah. yeah. Um and. So I remember telling you that like Skyward Sword gets so much crap for motion controls and that that was a million times worse than anything Skyward Sword ever did. So I specifically when I got the strategy guide, I wanted to see what they said about it. Do you want to know what the strategy guide says to do? Spin like, it until you do it. No, I kind of hate myself for not thinking of this. Oh boy. Flip the controller upside down. Because it flips the level upside down, and mm. there are no walls. Huh. See, so I, all I, you do is just rotate the thing and throw the ball over. Like you don't have to deal with any of the walls. See, I basically was just doing it. I would twist it to where it would land into that final area, and then just like set it up to throw it over. Yeah. Yeah, it was annoying, but I, I couldn't believe it. It's like turn your controller completely upside down. I'm like, what? I mean, if that works, I guess. Have you found the one that there's another gyro puzzle where it's like you have three balls and you have to get them into like onto these pressure pads? Uh, no, that, that it, sounds terrible. I did fun. find one putt putt golf. Oh man, I want to do that. Uh, no, you don't. Oh no, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, the first one's easy. It's fine. Um, so there's two. There's one that you've literally just put put it like straight across. And that's fine as long as you hold the controller very, very straight. Because um, if you move it even a little bit when you're trying to like swing the club, then like your ball is going to go wonky, which is a real problem. <laughs> um, the second one, you have to curve it. Oof. Oh, yeah. So not only do you have to like put your arms in this strange position so that you can turn the golf club thing but then you have to like put your arms in the position then pull it back and then fling it as hard as possible so you actually get some like speed on it i was like uh i pulled a muscle <laughs> no um, bueno no no it, it it so you know there's still some frustrating um motion control stuff there is I think as well, just like in terms of frustration, like cooking could be better. It takes so long. It takes way too long. Some of the menu stuff like is kind of finicky, I think. Like you do kind of spend a lot of time in menu, maybe more so than you should. Like there, yeah. there should be a quick drop on weapons and shields and bows. Yeah, I agree with that. That should be a thing. Um, I wish there was a recipe book. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Um, that would have been nice so that I can recreate things that like were really, really good for me because, um, it doesn't help you that you can look at the recipe, like of the item, but then like, if you eat it, then that recipe is gone. You don't yeah. know what it was. Like a lot of the stables have like these little posters that are like, Oh, this is what this recipe is. But I'm like, you know, I don't pay attention to those. So it's like you get one in each little thing. So it's like, it's kind of pointless. So like, yeah, there should have been a book. Or something yeah. of that nature. No, I totally agree. That would have been nice. Um, yeah, that was one thing at one point in the Rito Village. It's like, 
hey, you can make an apple pie. I was like, hey, I want to make an apple pie. And it was like four different ingredients, five different ingredients, something like that. And it only healed like four hearts. I'm like, <sighs> no. Screw that. Right. And like, I just used so much resources for things to make an apple pie for four hearts. Like, no. Screw you, apple pie. <laughs> um, but I mean, it does do a lot of things that are are good. So you know that that's my thing on Zelda portion <laughs> of this podcast is like it should have had a recipe book. It should have had a quick drop button. Um, it should not have had that Gerudo boss. Period. Combat should be a little bit better. Combat should be a little bit better. It's it's at points a little bit clunky and um, stealth doesn't always work as well as one would hope. Apparently, a lot of people were complaining about like movement, and I didn't really get that sense from this game. Like some people were saying, like it's a little clunky, and I oh, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's just something else some people are running into. But for us, like we never had that issue. Is so well, and I my modes of transportation were. Climb, run, epona, parasailing, paragliding, whatever you want to call it. And honestly, most of the time, I just ran everywhere. Yeah, same thing. Like, I I used the horse for a little bit, and then eventually I was just like, I I left the horse in the one village where you buy a house, and I was like, oh, see you later. Like, (laughs) when you get the horse back at the end of the game, I was like, oh, how do I ride a horse? (laughs) Well, it's, it's difficult because, like, you can't take the horse everywhere, and you have to go pick up the horse every time from a different stable, like, once you quick, uh, like, quick travel. That should have been a thing, like, the horses automatically come to you wherever you are. Yeah, that, that would have been nice, because, um, like, you can whistle at it, but it it's like, like you I can't hear you. Yeah, it's like, well, cool, thanks. Um, so that was a bummer. I, I was really excited that I got a, a Epona from the, the Amiibo, but... Um, not Epona actually, was a little bit better. Uh, Epona has like four speed yeah, things. Yeah, that's the, 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 the big thing. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. Um, so what sucks, and I didn't tell you this because it, I felt bad about it. Um, there's a side quest that this guy wants a horse. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had my original horse, Butts. Um, so Butts was my horse. Good old Butts. Good old Butts. And, um, I, I had Butts, like, tricked out because, um, when I scanned in my rider amiibo, like, you get really nice, um, like, bridle and, uh, saddle and things like that. Huh. Um, I don't know how to switch those out. So Butts just perpetually had like this nice crap on him, and Epona's like, I have the standard stuff. Um, so it was kind of disappointing. But then like the side quest came up, and this guy's like, I need a horse. I'll give you money for it. And I'm like, Later, Butts. <gasps> Butts, I know you have this nice saddle and everything. Um, I need money. <laughs> Did so you, I sold butts to a guy. Speaking of horses, did you ever hear like people talking about like the legend of the mountain or the guardian of the mountain? Um, I heard about like a skeletal horse and I heard about a white horse. So there is, I found the white horse before. Did you? Like it, sometimes if it's active, 
you'll see like this beam coming off of a mountain and that's where it is like if you, it'll it'll eventually go away you you do need a lot of stamina to tame that thing let me tell you <laughs> oh god did you try i did try a couple times did you succeed no uh, eventually okay. it left and like the mountain turned to normal also it's like it's surrounded by a bunch of those like bloopies the one things uh, that you hit and they drop money yeah so like i found that and i was just like what the fuck is this place <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be able to take a picture of those for somebody for a side yeah, mission. I did do I that. Forget. Um, I took a picture of one, but it didn't like register it. Like it didn't say what it was. I think so it, I that means like that if it's a question mark and it hasn't changed the name, you have to get closer to it or zoom uh, in farther to get it. Rude. Very rude. Um, I mean, they kind of run away from you, so that is true. I got um, I got close enough to one where I was able to like whack it with my sword and I have to shoot it with an arrow and like it just started dropping a bunch of money. I was like, <laughs> yeah, they just poop money, which is amazing. But um, you kind of have to like scare the poop out of them to get them to you poop do. money. Uh, it, it's kind of upsetting. Um, this is probably uh, this is completely off topic. Um, well, not completely. It's still the game. This is my favorite iteration of the Princess Zelda. Really? Period. Huh. Um can I, Which is Can I say though? I don't like her accent. It was weird cuz her dad doesn't have it. It it feels way too much like a voice actor is trying to put on an accent and not like genuine. Um I didn't get that so much. I just it, it it was strange because her dad doesn't have an mm-hmm. accent and like nobody else in Hyrule has that accent. It's it's almost like they want to give her like this royal quality by giving her this accent, but no yeah. one else has it. It's just it it feels out of place. I was like, where did she get that? Where did she pick that up? Was her mom like that? Like who <laughs> where is this coming from? But um personality wise, I loved her. Yeah. Um and it's hard because like Tetra is really good. Really good. Um, Tetra is one of the best Zeldas, hands down, full stop, fight me. Like, I love Tetra. Um, I don't know, this this one felt, she felt really real. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, and you could really sympathize with her. Uh, and, you know, she was, she felt like she was failing her country and her people and herself. And, um, you know, they kept mentioning in the memories that you pick up that Link was kind of a, like, perpetual reminder of her failure. Yeah. And he was consistently there because he was her knight. And so I feel like that's a really unique take um, that that Link is kind of like a, a reminder for her that she can't do something. And you get that especially as well when like, because she's also very intelligent because she's like orchestrating the the study of all like the Sheikah Slade and the shrines and, and the, the guardians. And the guardians. So she's she's very smart, right? And like and the divine beast. She she did the research true. on the divine beast too. But there's one like where she's trying to figure it out and like she's like, oh, I can't do this. And like Link shows up and she's like, go away. Right. Um, I think that's one thing. Like I was saying, she feels real. Like you do get emotions from her. You get frustration. You get sadness. You get happiness. She's the, um, she's very genuine. 
she's very, very genuine. So, you know, a lot of different Princess Zelda iterations. Um, I'm thinking more of like Ocarina of Time. She feels very just stoic. Right. Um, you know, she does have her moments where she's like, oh, I'm sad. I have to send you back in time, which, you know, but you don't really get that from her. Like, she doesn't know Link. She doesn't like, why would she care so much? Um, it, it just didn't feel really real. But in this, like, they know each other, and she has all these conflicted feelings, all this pressure on her, that mm-hmm. obviously she's, she's going to lash out at times. She's going to be, you know, intimate at times. Mm-hmm. And she does, like, both of those types of things, and it's like, you really understand, like, everything that is weighing on her, and all of, like, these conflicting thoughts that are running through her mind throughout, like, all of these memories that you get. Right. Which I guess that's one thing we didn't mention is that you have to pick up memories as um, as you're playing through the game because Link doesn't remember anything. So you have mm-hmm. the Sheikah Slate and it has pictures on it and you have to put together where these um, locations are so you can remember things with Zelda. And that's where you get the cute scoot. You get the cute, sc- cute scoot. Cute scoot, he said. <laughs> that's a... Oof. You get the really cute scoot. It's it's so cute. Um, Which I kind of liked having to like those that those photos were like these little scavenger hunts because like yeah. I mean, we both worked together essentially to find all of them. Right. It was super cool. Um, it, we're like, hey, have you checked here? This thing. Um, but it was really really neat to see like they're not in order. Um, so you you see like from. As you're thinking back on it, you're like, oh, so that's where this part fits in, and that's where this fits in, and um, you're piecing together what happened 100 years ago, and um, I think it was yesterday that I texted you, it was like, holy crap, like, the Calamity Ganon and the death of Link happened on Zelda's 17th birthday. Yep. Like, worst birthday ever. (laughs) Uh which was just, like, appalling to me that, like, it, it took me a while to figure that out. I'm like, wait a minute. She said she wanted to go to this on her 17th birthday, and then you have this scene, and she's wearing this outfit, and it's got to be on her birthday. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I felt so terrible for her. Which, speaking of, like, she goes to all these, like, they're, like, the spring of blah, 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 right? Spring of wisdom, courage, and power. Have you found one of those yet? Um, I have found wisdom and I have found power. I think I've only found one and there was like, hey, go bring this item back. And I was like, literally no idea what this item is you want. Uh, you have to fight a dragon. Remember the dragon I told you about? Yeah. Yep. Have fun. I still see those at times and I'm just like, I don't know how to get to you. You're just floating. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> um... So yeah, they all require dragon scale. Gotcha. Because I, I I knew like it was going to be like a monster part of some sort. I just didn't know like exactly what it was. Um, and then it unlocks a shrine. Uh, it was pretty oh, okay. cool because the the wisdom one gave you some climbing boots, and so you climb a lot faster. And oh, I wear the oh, so all this is the where time. the climbing gear probably comes in. Uh-huh. You probably get it from all those uh, springs. It's awesome because I am such a speedy climber now. I'm like. Duh, 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 can't wait He's to like get Spider-Man. that cool do rag. I didn't even have the do rag. I just had the pants. <laughs> oh man, there's so many ridiculous outfits. I love it. I want all the outfits. Yes. It's a dark link like that. 
as much as I like the idea of Darling, like, oh, that's so much work. Yeah. Uh, um, we're kind of running short on time, so we should probably talk about the end game. Okay. So, Mr. Gannon. Mr. Gannon. As he, you know, he's um, called on the streets. It's funny because there was a, I used to have a Professor Gannon, Dr. Gannon. Um, I made that joke a lot. Uh, we should also mention the fact that you can just climb in the back door. Right. So, like, <laughs> so I found this out because you can get the Hylian Shield, and it's just a little, like, a little backdoor entrance into the Hyrule Castle that you go through, and then, like, oh, you got to fight this giant skeleton, which if you have the Master Sword, you just f*** him up. Yeah. And it's nothing at all. So you get the shield, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back that way to get into Hyrule Castle proper and fight Ganon just because, like, it looked easy. So I, like, so if you go from, like, the northern point of the castle, it's basically the back entrance. And you can, like, fly over. There's, like, there's one sentry floating around, and there's a guardian thing that'll shoot at you once you land on, like, this little cliff. You can basically, like, bypass that, climb around it, climb on top of the tower that it's on, and then climb up the cliff it's on, or climb up the cliff that's behind it, and just keep climbing a little bit. You'll get to, like, another area, and you just gotta keep climbing past that. And essentially, you just find the back door, and then it's like, oh, you gotta fight Ganon, and you literally have to fight nothing. And you it's can... Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I was like, man, I don't want to have to, like, charge through this, like, head, like, through the front door, because... I've done that to try and find that last memory, and it was... The memory, and it was so hard. It was terrifying. And then, like, just doing this, I was like, where's... Where... Where... Where is everyone? <laughs> I love that they just don't watch the back door. Like, they don't care. And it's just, like, wide open for you. It's like, oh. It is. I'm just gonna waltz in here, I guess. And then it's like, oh, there you go. Fight's on. Man, um, I know that... You didn't beat Wind Waker. Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? So you knew about Spider Ganon. Yeah. Um, so having Spider Ganon return was pretty cool, but he looked awesome. Messed up. He was, like, brutal looking. Like, there's nothing human about Ganon anymore. Um, Literally nothing. No, no. He's terrifying. Um, but the design is super rad. Uh and the first half of the battle, for one, it's awesome because if you defeat all four of the yeah. um, the the divine beast it things, um, they take off half of his health right at the beginning. You're like, yes. Which I kind of figured like something that was gonna happen. I didn't know like how much health, but like it went down to health, and I was like, yeah, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, and the first like half of the battle, when you take off half of the half, it's pretty it went easy. Fine. It, it went super fine for me. And yeah. then after that, things got really oh. dicey. So eventually, like, um, if you get them down to like to a quarter, which is a half of the half, yeah, he gets like, he basically powers up and then gets a shield. He like turns red and like has a shield where like nothing will basically hurt him. And yep. then I spent like all of my food trying to figure out what the hell I need to do to even get damage on him. And then like, as soon as like I, I, I exhausted all of my food, I had, like, kind of half health. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to try the holding the attack button and doing the electric attack. Literally, I'm just trying anything at this point. And then it does it, and it's like, he stuns him, he goes down, and his shield's gone. I was like, oh, <laughs> should have done well, that. I, 
should have done you that ages ago. You saved me for that. Yeah. Um, because I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't, um, because what they expect you to do, I guess, is do like perfect guard and perfect Which, shield uh... and um, perfect dodge. And it's so hard to pull off. The timing is difficult on it. So I was like, this is dumb. I can't do it. I'm dying. I'm that was all my food. The idea that that's the alternate strategy is to do like a special powered up attack you get from the Divine Beast. And the regular version is to do all these like perfect dodges is f lame. Yeah, no. Um. So I was glad that you told me about the the um gerudo move because that worked a lot better mm -hmm. and um i was able to rock him I, I ended up having um i i think i went through like a page of food but um it's not too terrible i guess and i went into the final battle with like pretty pretty high health um and once i got to that battle i was like this is boss which is the final boss is kind of really easy Oh, it's stupidly easy. Um, Which, I mean, granted, like, at that point, I was, like, I was glad for it because I had no health. Or I had, like, half health, no food items. I still had, like, the revive and fairy. So I was I was okay, but still, I was, yeah. like, don't be another one of those. Don't be the last battle or anything. But right. Then, like, it was nice to not have to have something, like, super cheap. Yeah. So you get the light bow, which, obviously, I was, like, when are we going to get light arrows to fight Ganon? <laughs> yep. And it's Pig Ganon, so Pig Ganon is, is um, a, a staple of the series, so I was happy to have him return in his glory. And he's huge. Yeah, that also definitely felt like a Souls-esque type boss fight, where it's just like this huge thing that you're kind of like running around and trying not to get stomped on or something. I mean, obviously it's not moving like super fast like a Souls boss would or anything like that, but I like the idea of like riding on your horse and like, just trying to like maneuver around it to hit all these these areas that you can hit to knock it down. I only got hit once in that fight. Uh, I got hit once too. And like, um, <laughs> I'm glad I I was like, you know, if I get hit once, I'm probably gonna die. And it's like I did the revive. I was like, all right, let's hop on the horse. <laughs> Done. Yep, pretty much. That's exactly what happened to me. Is I did the the Zora revive, and I was like, well, okay, let's keep going. Um, actually. Epona uh, got hit way more than I did, um, which I felt <laughs> kind of bad about. But um, and I ended it with one of those great like slow mo bow hits to the well, eye. You kind of have to, I think. You do, but God, it was so cool. It's very satisfying. Yeah, it's it's a good way to end that fight. And um, like you said, I was kind of relieved to have a fight where I wasn't like so stressed out. So you defeat Ganon. Uh, Zelda seals him away for good, essentially. At least that's the gist oh, I got from that cut, that cutscene. Uh, Zelda shows up. I was, I was half expecting her to be an old lady. I was expecting her to be an old lady too. Nope, she's just fine. I guess. How? Well, she's kind of been sealed away with him. So was she in like the the huge bubble thing that he was in as well? Because that yeah. was kind of like the gist I got from it. Yeah, she was in the big bubble thing with him. So basically you reunite and she's like, do you remember me in her weird accent? And Link just stands there and is like. And I, I told you earlier, like I legit got misty eyed at that <laughs> when, when she looks at you like super sincere and just asks like, do you remember me? And I was like, Ooh. and we discussed how it could have been better. Yeah. Cause they leave it open ended, even though there is a post credit scene that basically kind of nullifies that yeah um i they they pretty much give you an answer to what he says but 
we both think, which you mentioned it, and I wholeheartedly agree. Which, before like we get there, like the game makes obvious references that Link is a silent hero throughout the entire game. Which it does, I think it is makes... it's so good, like all the end jokes about that. Yeah. But imagine if like she asked the question and then the camera pans to him like he's silent for a bit and he just says yes and then you just roll credits. Oh my god, I would have cried so hard. Like I already cried, but I probably would have been like inconsolable for a few minutes. Like, like the entire credits I would have been just crying. Just imagine how impactful that would be. Yeah, it would have been, like, that would have been his one, like, real voice line. It would have been so good, and I'm sad that they didn't do it. I do like the the post credit scene, though, even though I just wanted a game of that, which is basically, yeah. uh, you get Link and Zelda back in, like, their cool blue clothes. Kind of bummed he wasn't wearing his hat. <laughs> and then, like, she's like, oh, we're gonna go to Zora's Domain and talk to them about, you know, their dead champion. <laughs> just... <laughs> kind of a blunt way to put it but like just like it's basically like oh they're gonna go on adventures now and rebuild hyrule which i think i love it yeah it's that's awesome like i want a game of that like i wish this was like i wish it was like pokemon sun and moon which they did a thing at the end of that game where obviously like you know you do all all the stuff like oh you beat the elite four all that fun stuff but then like you roll credits and then like afterwards it's like oh, well, we have this other bonus mission for you that happens at the end of the game that you can go do, so you have some kind of cool post-game content. So it's not just like, oh, you're going around just gathering Pokemon and stuff like that. I wish this game would have had something like that, or either it just dropped you back into the world and it was fine, but you could still do all the side quests and enemies would pop up here and there everywhere because, you know, this is the way it is. Or there's, like, these little bonus missions you could go do with Zelda, like, you know, revisiting Zora's Domain, revisiting the Gerudo, revisiting the Rito, all that sort of stuff, like, that oh, would have been, been so amazing. Uh, that definitely would have improved it. Um, I feel like that would have been really, really great if they had like a post Ganon like explorable world. Like the way it is, you have a save file. It's like, yeah, you have a star, you defeat a Ganon, but it, it literally just puts you right before you fought him. So And there's no um, new game plus benefits as far as I'm aware. No. Nah. Um, so I really wish there had been more of that. Um, although I, I was so happy to see Zelda like smiling and laughing and everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh my girl, she's happy now. Um, so they're gonna go make beautiful babies, I'm sure. <laughs> does, does uh now that you've beat it, does my text from yesterday make more sense? Where I was very confused of where they're gonna put the DLC for this game. Yes. Um, because where do you put it? Do you, do you put it in the flashback? Do you put it in post game? Do you just put it in the middle and like hope that there's something that works? Like, where do you put it? Right. Cause like the, the entirety of the game story is pretty much self-contained that, I mean, you could put some like bonus missions here and there, but yeah. for like a it main would quest, feel tacked on. Yeah. It yeah. Like, I think like the idea of it having being like, kind of like in that past would be kind of cool. But also, I I think I would rather have it be, like, post-game. But even then, yeah. like, you kind of disqualify people who have bought the game and haven't beat it yet from playing right. the DLC. So that's a weird conundrum. It's just, that thing is not out until fall. So it's I'm very curious to see what they do with that thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But, um... For the most part, like coming away from it, I have really positive feelings except for f- that Gerudo fight. <laughs> f- like, 
that guy can just go die in a toilet in a freaking gas station in Georgia. I don't care. It's like very specific. I, <laughs> have you ever been to a gas station in Georgia? Yes. Okay. You know why. Um, or Alabama. Alabama would work too. Anyway, the point is that is the worst boss fight. It can go die in a fire, a dumpster fire specifically, because I just want it to be involved with the trash. And I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. It wasn't clever, it wasn't fun, it was the only thing in that game that I legitimately was like, I hate this. This doesn't work. Everything else is great. Obviously not a perfect game. (laughs) Not a perfect game. I've been kind of wavering on if I think it's the best Zelda that I've played. I... I want to say it is, but I just don't know if that's just like, you know, just coming off fresh of that game. And if, right. like, you know, I'll change my mind, you know, a few months down the road. But it's definitely one of the best games I've played in a good long while. Also, this is a comparison I wanted to make as well that I almost forgot. This game with the way how open ended it is and how like you get quests, but you don't have to do those right away. This game is very similar to Stardew Valley. <laughs> I haven't played it, so. Well, it's just like this. I, I, I've talked about this before, but it's like the way that game basically is like you have these quests. You don't have to do them right away. You don't have to do really anything right away. You don't want to. You can kind of do whatever you want. And yeah. you can just set goals for yourself. And you can kind of do the same thing with this game where it's like, oh, I'm going to go check out this area and just see what's over there. And that's going to be my goal for this play for what I'm playing right, right now. And it's, it's obviously it's not a one to one comparison, but the feelings I got from playing Breath of the Wild was kind of the same feelings I got from playing Stardew Valley. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the best games I've played in a long, long time. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. There's clearly a lot more to do in there. Um, I've only hit like 56 shrines or something like that, uh, and there's a lot of Korok seeds that I need. and Tons um, more side quests tons more side quests I, I have like a huge amount of side quests in my log that i haven't done and i had somebody send me a message on facebook earlier like did you 100 percent it like no i didn't 100 percent it like what do you think i've been doing with my life I, I i know i don't have a life but like come on i think it is also kind of telling though that like we've beat the game but we're both very excited to go back and just like do a bunch of like other little things and just be enveloped in that world some more Right, that says a lot about it, and that we beat it, and we still want to go back. Twenty seventeen, three months in, right? It's technically two months and a couple weeks. Been a game year. year for games so far, and it's kind of surprising. Like I thought last year was like fantastic. Like this year is already kind of like kicked the door open. It was like, what's up, motherfuckers? Right, and the Persona's coming out like in a few weeks, and like. FML, man. Like, when when am I actually going to do work on my dissertation? Because <laughs> video games, man. It's coming in hot and heavy. It, it is. Um, I, I mean, it, it. I'm glad that I bought this on the Switch. I'm glad that I bought the game in general. And I had a great time with it. Um, and I'm not done with it. So... Um, don't think that this is me putting a funeral seal on Breath of the Wild because uh, it's not. Um, there's still a lot for me to 
to fight through on there. And I have like a giant map that came with my book. And I'm like, hmm. Also like that. The the map that comes with the special edition. Boss. Pretty good. Pretty good. As is Whoa. that carrying case. Yeah, the carrying case is great. Um, and the map feels like leather, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's this weird like material paper. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Even um, though you really can't it, use it. No, <laughs> and it's hard to frame it as well, um, for the record. Uh, and the coin was kind of useless. I didn't yeah. think the coin. And it also has like nothing to do with the story because you don't use coins in that game. Here's a collectible coin for all you coin users. <laughs> um, but as as I age and as I play different games and everything, I, I continuously reevaluate which Zelda games I like the most. Right. Um, but so far, this is really, really high up there. Like, coming off of it, uh, I, I can't math. Uh, it's also late. How many <laughs> hours ago did I beat it? Five hours ago? Sure. Four or five. Um, coming off of it five hours after, I'm like, yeah, this is the best one. That may change next week. Right. Um, but it's certainly top three. It's high praise. Like, 100% it is top three. It is super, super, super good. And it's interesting how... I'm going to say like one last thing on this and then I know we're running short on time. Um, <laughs> for a world that's essentially like apocalyptic and ended, it feels very alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a strength of this game that a lot of open world games do lack is, is that everything feels like it's in motion and that something's happening and, it, it it feels like it's somewhat real in a sense. There's far few times. I mean, there this does happen, but that like you're just in a place that you're by yourself. Like usually, there's like some sort of wildlife or something around you. And usually, like with these open world games, it's like a lot of times you're just kind of by yourself in these yeah. huge open expansive areas that they're just they're pretty to look at, but there's not really much else to do. Deep Man. breath, deep breath. I was listening to that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just, I don't know. It's 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 been, it's been an emotional few hours, and I'm I'm still real excited about coming off of it. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm the same way, and I've I'm a day after or day before you. So that says something. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely got an impact, and I feel like that's a great thing. And um. Obviously, since it's late, I will not be able to go back in there and play it right now, even though the the need is a little bit itching. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to get back in. Same. Yeah. So I think that's, if nothing else, that's very, very high praise for this game. Very much so. But yeah, we are, I say we're running short on time, but we've gone two hours. But li we, we literally could talk about this game for another two hours. Honest to oh, God. Yeah. That's how like much there is to talk about this game. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, check out SeasonAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool for more information. Check out AnnLadium.com for all her cool stuff. 
like comment subscribe reviews i was going to read reviews <laughs> leave a review <laughs> if you want because uh, we're on itunes google play those types of places where you can find podcasts and i think next week is a retrospective episode yep okay cool 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 uh so yeah look forward to another one of those next week and yeah go play zelda play it even if it's on wii u <laughs>